Hello, I'm Roger Baker, Stratfor Senior Vice President for Strategic Analysis at Rain. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, Rain's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Sign up for our free Worldview newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. Welcome to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, powered by Stratfor. I'm Emily Donahue. Our premier geopolitical publication, Worldview, is publishing a weekly series updating non-COVID travel security considerations. You've heard for years that using unsecured Wi-Fi at airports could be a risky move. But there are a host of other risks that we thought you should be aware of. Joining me now with details is Sam Lichtenstein, Stratfor Director of Global Security Analysts at Rain. Welcome back, Sam. Thanks so much, Emily. Happy to be here. So can we start with the scope of the series? What threats are you looking at and why write about them now? Absolutely. So I want to be very clear that this is a great series that my colleague Ben West has put together. Uh, In his absence right now, I'm more than happy to share it with some of our listeners. And so what we wanted to do is as travel starts to pick back up, at least in some international destinations, take a look at the non-COVID security threats that we've been uh, perhaps missing in the past year as we've been rightly focused on the pandemic. And so the basic scope of the series looks at these more systemic risks to international travel that include extremist attacks, criminal activity, espionage, protests, and cyber attacks. And we look in particular at three main areas, uh, the first being hotels, the second being airports, and the third being conferences. And so as we're looking at these three areas and thinking about those five threats that I've pointed out, we're trying to alert all of our readers and listeners to some of the common sense precautions they can take as non-COVID considerations for security creep back into travel. So, Sam, how have these travel security threats changed in the past few years? Sure. So we here at Stratfor have routinely published guidance on travel security. And over time, of course, the threats have changed, the actors have changed, the targets have changed. And so we're trying to ensure that we're not only keeping up, but also staying ahead. So just to give you an example, for instance, in uh, previous years, particularly for, let's say, even earlier in the 2010s, the primary threat uh, to airports from extremist attacks was actually more about targeting the airplanes themselves, trying to either blow them up while en route or deliberately crash them into buildings, really extreme threats involving the airplanes themselves that, of course, we tragically saw most dramatically on September 11th. What we've seen since September 11th, in part because of the dramatic security precautions that have been put in place since then, is that while extremist groups still certainly have aspirations to target the airplanes themselves, it's actually the land side of airport terminals outside of security checkpoints that have become a prime target. We've seen this tragically in places like Belgium and Turkey. uh, And what we're concerned about now is the less actual hijackings, but actual extremist groups looking at the unguarded sections of an airport, places where people have not gone through security yet, but actually still accumulate in huge numbers. And if you think about when you first get to an airport, between the amount of people that are checking in, getting their bags scanned, uh, waiting to go into a retail shop, 
or simply you know, milling about as their friends prepare to go through security, there are a huge number of targets. And so we want to identify shifts like this. Another one that I want to highlight is, of course, the cyber realm. This has always been a latent threat, but in recent years, cyber attacks targeting a whole range of common travel venues, be it airports, hotels, conferences, or honestly just the coffee shop down the street, those threats have really amplified significantly. And so what we try to do in this series is highlight areas that the cyber realm is particularly concerning for travelers beyond some of the more obvious tips, which of course are still important to bear in mind, but look at where some of the emerging uh, threats may lie. So for instance, we, we should know hopefully that it's best practice to avoid logging onto unprotected public Wi-Fi networks. But some things we don't consider is that a whole host of countries, including many democratic ones in the West, have started to institute rules at customs when you enter their country that empower customs agents to open up your cell phones. Of course, once an individual is able to do that, he or she has complete control. And even if he or she only has your phone momentarily, a whole host of malware and other threats could be introduced uh, that are then going to persist on your device forever and could then in turn compromise other devices that are connected to it. So what we're trying to do here, Emily, is advise our readers and our listeners not only how threats have changed, but more importantly, perhaps, how they are likely to change going forward. I really was wondering if if a customs official can put malware or spyware on your hardware at the airport. How can travelers fight back to that? Sure. So to be candid, sometimes there are no options. Uh, if the condition of entry into the country requires you to surrender your device to a customs official, you really have no other option. Uh, what you can do, however, is mitigate against this threat uh, by ensuring that you take what we would call a burner or a clean phone. So if you're traveling to a country that is known to do this frequently, so for instance, China, we would advise you rather than taking your personal devices that have a whole host of important and valuable information on there, not only personally, but potentially also for your business, what we would advise is instead to take a completely clean device that doesn't have anything on it and only use that device while in the country. Don't reconnect it back at home uh, where it could reintroduce threats, but simply get rid of it and burn it essentially only by using it in that one country for that one time. Can you share some other general travel security tips beyond the specific airport, hotel, and conference environments? Absolutely. We're very cognizant that travel, of course, involves a whole lot of areas beyond these three destinations that are, of course, common. So there are some general travel tips that we'll be going into into the final portion of the series. So one thing we like to talk about and use as a buzzword is traveling gray. The idea is not merely to avoid wearing bright and distinctive clothing, though that's probably a good tip in general, but rather it means fitting into the local environment so well that you don't stand out as an easy target. So taking some common precautions uh, such as, for instance, following the local patterns of pedestrians. If you tend to walk on the right in your home city, but in the foreign city that you're in, they tend to walk on the left, try to, quote unquote, travel gray by blending in. Uh, at the same time, there's some very obvious things that you can do that you're probably already doing already, not even in recognition that it's actually a security strategy. So for instance, 
avoiding wearing very obvious displays of wealth that can make you a target not only for common criminals, but say, for instance, for an intelligence service who may perceive that you have wealth, you may have business connections, connections potentially even to the government that may be of interest to them. So one of the other things we we want to remind our readers and our listeners is that just because you don't perceive yourself to be an obvious or good target, that by no means means that the foreign state or perhaps even foreign companies, criminals, a whole host of malign actors don't view you as such. So even if you don't perceive yourself to have intelligence value or criminal value, what have you, that doesn't mean that foreign states, criminal actors, intelligence services don't think that you might. And so for that reason, taking common precautions like traveling gray, using good digital hygiene, which goes to some of those tips I mentioned about cell phones earlier, etc., these things are really important when considering your future travels. Sam Lichtenstein is Stratfor Director of Global Security Analysts at Rain. Thank you, Sam. Thanks so much, Emily. You can read the entire series on travel security risks at worldview.stratfor.com. You can also sign up there for our free Worldview newsletter from Rain. We'll send you regular updates on this topic and others. Find out more at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.